Research tells us we are likely to feel hornier during the festive season and in turn we indulge in more sex. Dating is definitely on the cards over Christmas with many believing there's something more magical about dating around this time. That being said, there's nothing magical about some of the dating terms out there. Some of them are amazing though. During this episode, I'll be running through some of my favourite terms. I'll be talking about why sex is on the agenda for many at Christmas time. And I'll also touch on why it's important to enjoy the festivities, whether you're single or partnered up. Please note, I do have a bit of a potty mouth at times, so listener discretion is necessary. I'm definitely not the authority on dating, especially when it comes to online. But one thing I do know is this is definitely the season of indulgence. And that stands for more than just eating and drinking. Dating. Sex. Sex. Dating. Now, indulging in either of those two absolutely does not have to lead to or be a direct result of the other. But often it is. And according to a study by Scientific Reports that was published back in December 2017, based on online interest, Google searches for sex, and online social media posts relating to sex, apparently we are actually hornier during the Christmas holidays. In support of this presumption, it is noted that condom sales also peak during the festive period. To be honest, I want to blame that shit on those office Christmas parties and the random hookups people seem to want to engage in because it's Christmas. I mean, it always baffled me why people think it's so cool to get pissy drunk at the full, then cop off with the boss or another douche that thinks he runs the show only to act all sheepish and coy the next time they're in the office whilst desperately trying to convince their colleagues that it was a drunken mistake and, oh, I don't know why I did it. Oh, it's bollocks, in it. It's all bollocks. Sometimes I do miss the office antics and politics, you know, but not enough to want to go back, let me tell you that. But, anywho, my point was sex. Apparently, we all want more sex during this time and rather than just making it known sex is all we want, we, especially women, tend to try and do, you know, the right thing and date, then have sex. I definitely do not subscribe to that as the only way to go. I'm sorry, but I don't. Why waste anyone's time? That's how I see it. I mean, isn't that the basis of Tinder? To hook up? It is okay to just want to hook up and knock some boots, provided you're safe and it's consensual. Yes, I will forever bleat on about consent because it is everything. But really, are we still out here shaming people that just want sex? Sex is an instinct. One should not be ashamed for wanting it, nor should they be made to feel a way for engaging in it casually, provided, and I always say, provided everybody that's involved in the casual setup is clear on the casual setup. What's there to say? As long as it's legal and consensual, yep, there we go again with the consent, let people be. And without hurting others as well. Doing things to deliberately hurt other people is just not cool. I think there is more than one reason why people want to kick it around Christmas time. Sex can make people feel connected. So at a time where everything is about family and togetherness, individuals may feel inclined to 
to connect, you know, feel like a part of something. I mean, aside from sex just feeling good, it definitely makes you feel closer to the person that you're actually having sex with. Even if it's only for a short while, even if it's a casual ting, you still feel connected. There's that human connection. Also for some, there could be that subliminal need to expand pre-existing families or even start thinking of new ones. If you're in a new relationship, Christmas is a time where you might be thinking, maybe we should try for a baby. Again, linking back to this idea that Christmas is about being together, having sex, making babies, growing your family, it all kind of ties in. Interestingly, the researchers that discovered our increased interest in sex at Christmas time say our sexual needs are actually a social phenomenon and it's not biological. That ideal kind of supports my little theory because the atmosphere, you know, the whole atmosphere that kind of leads up to Christmas is created. Adverts on TV, adverts in shops, just everything points towards being together. It's almost like we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned to want sex around Christmas time. Imagine that. That is crazy, but it kind of makes sense. Maybe not the sex bit. Maybe that's not the underlying kind of motive, but the togetherness. And I guess sex means togetherness in some instances. Some of it is biological though. This time of year is generally colder and naturally we want to keep warm. Having sex is a brilliant way of keeping warm and body heat is way better than a radiator. Also, outside of the physical warmth, the anticipation of sex can give you those warm, jittery feels, you know? Make your stomach feel warm, make your cheeks all rosy. So that in itself is free central heating. So we know sex is on the cards for many during this time of year, but what about the dating scene? A lot of my friends are actively dating, using apps and all of that. And I think Christmas almost intensifies their need to find someone, you know, that whole get cuffed for Christmas, for the winter. That is a thing. That's a genuine thing. People want to be cuffed for Christmas. It's usually a get cuffed for winter, review the situation in spring. If you ain't it, then you've got to go kind of vibe. It, it's really quite brutal. In fact, the whole online dating scene can be quite cutthroat, come to think of it. There's always a new term kind of describing some sort of bad behaviour, isn't there? You've got ghosting and what is it? Like benching? Is benching a thing? I feel like benching is a thing. I want to say benching is a real thing. If it's not, just ignore me. There's that many terms in circulation. I don't even think those that virtually live on these apps will have grasped them all. But imagine, there are actually festive online dating terms in use. What is this life? Partridging. As in, a partridge in a pear tree? That is a term, partridging. You know what? Kind of expected this to mean something grim, like a dude that shags different women in their homes never to be heard from or, or some shit like that. But no, much to my pleasure, the term partridging is not at all bad. It simply describes a single person that is happy to be alone, literally like a partridge in a pear tree. Nope, not bad. There's another one though, that's not as friendly. Chimneying. Chimneying as in the chimney in which Santa drags his sack down. Pause. Chimneying is more in line with my first thoughts around partridging, to be honest. Chimneying is when someone enters your life but leaves as quickly as they entered. It's like in and out. In more colloquial terms, it's a one hit. A one time ting. One shag, one fuck. That kind of thing. Popular online dating site eHarmony tells us that one in six Brits will be partridging this year, whilst 14% will be doing a bit of chimneying over the season. Well, let's just hope that 14% don't get their air stuck in the damn chimney. eHarmony have also shared information on some of the biggest trends of this crazy ass year, 2020. Apparently, Pandem X, yeah, 
Pandemx was absolutely a thing this year. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what that's about. Yeah, simply dodgy exes trying to slide back into your lives via the DMs. Man, that shit's lazy. We broke up for a reason. Hello, cuffing season started early this year too, like way early, around the first lockdown early. And as a result, spawned the term, are you ready for this? Early cuffing season. Basically, it is what it says on the packet. Get cuffed early and secure the lockdown bay. Another interesting one, in my opinion, was Darcying. Yes, Darcying, as in Mr. Darcy. This particular trend is inspired by the characters in Pride and Prejudice. Because a lot of people either opted to or felt forced to kind of take relationships a lot slower than usual because of the pandemic, dating was almost more traditional, you know? That kind of slow burn of getting to know each other properly first. Something that seldom happens in the way I guess it used to. There's something nice about that. I like that. Darcying. Dating trends. Some of them do tickle you, but not all of them are funny. Not all of them are funny at all. I'll tell you what, even though I'm personally not online dating, I have discovered a whole plethora of mildly entertaining terms. Let me tell you, some of them are so obvious, whilst others are just well, just genius. For example, blue stalling. Like, initially I was like, huh? I want that. Well, apparently, blue stalling is when two people act as though they're in a relationship, you know, acting like a couple. Then one decides, out of the blue, to drop it on the other that they're not ready for a relationship, despite acting as though they're in one. Like, basically, in a nutshell, it's just one person leading another person along the bloody garden path. That shit happens all the time. But I like the fact that they've given it a name. Blue stalling. Blue stalling. I'm wondering why it's called blue stalling. I'm going to look into that. The term fire dooring. <laughs> now that made me chuckle. Fire dooring. Like there's a fire. <sighs> Apparently this is when it's all one-sided. You know, you're always waiting on them to make the move. The calls, the texts. But every time you try a thing, like if you try and reach out to them, you get shut down. Fire dooring just should not work in my eyes. Nobody should be accepting fire dooring. Like if you're in something and I want to message you, what do you mean I've got to wait for you to message me? Are you okay? Like this is a two-way exchange. Hello. Like if we're both kicking it, then I should be able to message you the same way you should be able to. I don't care whether it's casual, serious or whatever. How dare you expect me to? No, sorry. No, 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 no. Orbiting. Now, orbiting is some real bullshit. Orbiting is when an ex continues to watch the Instagram stories of someone that they have broken up with, just like pre in the social media, just being in their orbit, like not buggering off, just being there like a bad smell. Not necessarily making themselves known though, but just being there. Sneeting. Now, I know chicks that are fully on this. And you know what? Do you boo? Seriously, do you Boo. One last thing that got me. Paper clipping. This is when someone pops up every now and again just to remind you of their very existence when you're desperately trying to move on. Yeah, no, that shit ain't cool. So many terms. Online dating is so technical, isn't it? And then there's that whole thing of not even looking like the picture that you're attracted to. And what about the stress of the other person thinking that you don't look like your picture and all of that? Man, it's serious, isn't it? Christmas and its stresses from present buying to being single on Christmas Day. There is literally a stress for everyone. I mean, it's ironic, isn't it? They say it's ideal to be booed up for Christmas, but single for New Year's. It's like, what do you want from me? 
Like, I can't do both. I'm either in or I'm out. This year is different though. What with the pandemic and tears and lockdowns and restrictions and just everything. So whether you're single, in a relationship, situationship or just in something, I think the takeaway from the crap we've endured this year is just be thankful for life. Some of you may be like, yeah, whatever, Cheryl. But I'm serious. Like, I'm deadly serious. This whole corona thing has definitely reminded me of the importance of appreciating what I do have. So this Christmas... Just focus on enjoying life, whatever your setup may be. Drink lots, if that's your thing. Eat lots, because that's my thing. Vibe lots and just enjoy. Now I'm off to eat another mince pie. Honestly, the ones from Costco are dangerous. Merry Christmas and I'll catch you next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Hit The Clock. I am Cheryl and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheryl's World. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-S world. I would love to know how you felt about this episode. So please feel free to hit me up via the socials or tweet me using the hashtag HTCPod. Also, if you just want to say hi, then that's cool too.